Spider-Verse, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. First podcast, first mistake. Uh, We are a Spider-Man-themed podcast with a Goomba twist and a proud member of the Let's Go Podcast Network, Pop Culture Without the Pop. Did I do that right, Justin? You let me know. Um, (laughs) I am one of your co-hosts. I'm the consigliere of the coalition. I'm Peter Anvera, but I cannot do this alone. And uh, let me introduce you to the rest of the family. First off, coming in at Captain, we have Nico Caruso. Nico, how are you, buddy? I'm good, brother. Happy to be here. Very excited. I'm happy to have you. Now, no family is complete without a godfather. This man, you may know him as Daddy Batman, but around these parts, he's Papa Webb. Nicholas Caruso. I'm doing fantastic, man. With great power comes responsibility, guys. So there you go. Uh, let's I love, do it. I love Papa Webb, yeah. dude. Papa yeah, Webb. That's, another one. that's fine, man. Oh, that's that's fine, much. man. So just this- don't call me the Uncle Ben. <laughs> the Uncle Ben of the pod, please. No, not yet. We're not going to waste you. <laughs> At least not yet. Not yet. Um, so this podcast actually was created in honor of Eric Holzman because Eric's take on Spider-Man is so different than the three of ours. We decided to gang up on him with a Twitter account. <laughs> Thus the Italian Spider-Man coalition was born. So this is all because of Eric and his love for the MCU version of Spider-Man. And um, we're, we're big Toby Ramey guys, I would say, right boys. I think oh, yeah. that's, that's kind of, you know, we, we don't hate amazing. We, you know, I think we're all kind of like, yeah, we dig it for the most part, but those three Raimi movies are kind of uh, our heart and soul here. Absolutely. 100% man. Those are the original. I think the, the quintessential Spider-Man on film. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and shout out to the other preferences out there, mm-hmm. but um, we'll warn you in advance. This will be a biased show it's not very objective when it comes no. to spider-man stuff it, it 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 can't be it won't be maybe some point in the future after three well, comes out well, but, but not for now well, see, no well i mean there's a lot of spider-man to yeah. talk about so we'll be pretty yeah. sure i think absolutely you know, we'll cover uh i'm trying to think here what we were thinking about like the best way to approach something like this because just sticking to like the spider-man theme and we we're just kind of just going to discuss spider-man topics um absolutely. it's been what is it 20 20 years? How long was it? 19 years. 19, since, uh, 19 years since Spider-Man first hit theaters in May of 2002. So, uh, you know, we're we're pumped for this. And this is just, uh, I mean, I remember I was, oh man, I, as soon as I got home from school, I dropped off my backpack at the house and I walked to the movie theater. It was within walking distance. So I was able to do it. Mm, that's awesome. But that's, that's it. That's as soon as I was like, oh man, I must've been like a freshman in high school, you know, just before like, I didn't have a permit, didn't have my car, you know, didn't have anything mm-hmm. that weird in between age, but that was my, like, I saw it probably five o'clock on May 4th. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably around, uh, I'd say that those dates meet up. I think it came out like May 2nd or something. That's it. Yeah. I remember going on my birthday after school to watch Spider-Man. What about you guys? What was your, what was your experience with this movie? Well, for me, man, I waited a long time for Spider-Man. I, I was, I got, I got my fulfillment of Batman in, in 1989. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I was always clamoring and figuring out when the hell are they going to make a Spider-Man movie? So at that time, Pete, I, uh, I ran an establishment in the city of Chicago and we had a lot of perks, if you, if you will. So I was able to actually get a screening of the movie a week, a week before it opened. 
That's great. And we wound up getting like 10 tickets. Of course, I had my son there who was six. I was, I was like six. He was like six years old. <laughs> wow. And my partner and his son, I had my mom and my dad. I had my public relations guy. So there was about 10 of us. So, and when I tell you that theater was crowded, it was a lot of important people from the city of Chicago. And we saw it at the Esquire Theater. And it was really, it was like an event. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy and say it was a red carpet event, but it was kind of a who's who there. And I was like, I was like a little kid, man. I, I couldn't wait. That's one of the movies. That's one of those movies in my lifetime where like one of the top three or four where I, I just couldn't like the night before I was so jacked up mm. to see this movie. To see so, so coming out of it, like what, what is your experience? Like how, like how happy are you seeing uh, this movie? Like when I came out of this movie and, and I don't want to jump the gun, but the way the movie ends this is one of those movies, those rare movies that stayed with me as a 37-year-old guy. So that's how old I was when I saw it. And it was, I was almost embarrassed at how much I liked it, how much I loved it, and how emotional it really was for me. It was so emotional that I think it's when I started following box office to see how well it was doing. It was the first time that I became interested in that. And I remember like the local papers all gave it a great review. I don't know if I had, I'm pretty sure I had the computer set up down here and I don't know if it was box office mojo, but I started following this thing on a weekly thing. Why? Because I wanted a sequel so bad. That's how much I love the movie. And of course the way it ends, it ends where you're hoping to get a second one. So it, it kind of, it was kind of the first thing to cause that obsession in me where I was really championing this movie and hoping that we were going to get more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well said. You remember it at all? That, I don't remember that screening at, at all. Yeah. Um, the only thing I do remember though, is around the time of it, um, you had something at the, at your place and someone who worked for you wore a Spider-Man yeah, costume. My guy, one of my guys. I think that's either when you saw it, he dressed up as Spider-Man when we saw it or yeah. when we saw it again, he came along. He was in the costume. Cause I do remember being in a theater, not the one you're talking about, but I re remember us going with like mom, yeah. your wife, my, our mom, mom, your mom, yeah, right. my mom, your yeah. wife. Um, and, but I don't really remember it till, you know, watching it at home. And I remember watching it on repeat on repeat and repeat. Cause we do come from a, a DC leaning podcast, but Spider-Man, like right after Star Wars was like my second love and became my biggest love. And I had mm -hmm. all the toys from it. I was telling them, we'll get to it. I have the, um, like the gargoyle thing when MJ is almost going to fall. And I'm the toy I have, yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. off. And I had the goblin who shoots the lasers out or the sharp thing come out of his glider. I have a regular Spider-Man. I got the awesome iconic battle damage Spidey. Um, and I remember just watching that over and over. I was Spider-Man for Halloween. My friend Blake in grade school was the Green Goblin. So like that was like my first big movie. That's the first big movie I remember watching. You were at the right age, yeah. That and the original Star Wars trilogy. You know, real quick, we do have to shout out because this is this follows in the Italian tradition. So the, the gentleman that dressed up like Spider-Man was one of my great guys, one of my GMs. His name was Dave Cassiopa. He's since passed away um, a few years ago. God bless his soul. But this is how big this movie was because we always talk about like, when was it cool to watch these movies? This movie to me was one of the first ones where 
being downtown and coming into contact with a lot of people, just about everybody I knew liked it mm -hmm. and thought it was cool. And it was one of those come renaissance periods where it wasn't like, it, it was neat to see that. That, you know, know, that, that time period was like kind of like the turning of the corner. Yep. You had, you had X-Men, you had Spider-Man. It was kind of like leading yeah. up right into like 2008, you know, from uh, sure. when Spider-Man came out to, let's say like when, you know, everything changed, everything changed in a way, right? Dark Knight and Iron Man. Oh, Dark Knight and Iron Man changed, changed everything. Yeah, changed everything. Yeah, everything. So you, you, you're, you're right on the path of just like greatness of comic book films at this, like Spider-Man's like the very beginning, probably, you know, X-Men's probably the starting point, but you know, Spider-Man's right there. Um, yeah, you're coming off Batman and Robin. You're coming off yeah. kind of those campy. Blade, Blade comes out in 98. So it's yeah. kind of like the industry, the, you know, the genre is yep. getting its footing back, mm -hmm. you know, real, really quickly too. You know, Blade yep. Blade came out, you know, it, the next year and kind of saved comic book movies in itself and no one gives enough credit. But um, yeah, now I remember walking out of Spider-Man being just blown away. Mm -hmm. Just like, wow, I can't believe what I saw. And, you know, from that ending, you're just like, this is the start of something. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just felt like that. You felt like there was a sequel coming, and just it was. I, I, I got a few. I can't like a few. I got like maybe like a nitpick, and it's just about the movie, and it's just the organic web shooters. Like so of course, else. yeah, sure, yeah, and then you know, like I get, you know, Gwen is not there. It's Mary Jane, and there's mm -hmm. certain things like there's a few nitpicks, but outside, like the it's just shot so well, and you could tell there's so much heart in it. Like Raimi just did uh, an absolutely beautiful job uh of just capturing the essence of spider-man and i think there's certain uh, certain factors of this movie that you know are missing in in the current uh venue of spider-man and mm -hmm. it's just it's just to get that personal feeling of his family in the, in the beginning yeah i mean we just start off like top of just talk about the movie in general um the way it opens just you get a sense of peter and his family and the scope of everything and mm -hmm. how kind of small he feels in a big city and then you mm -hmm. know harry and his father and then harry's embarrassed about his father it, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic that we haven't you know as much as i love ned there's something about that toby franco uh relationship oh, yeah. that really works well there yeah man that's that you hit it right on the head and then you know for me like i i had read Spider-Man in 1974 when I started reading comics and I had went back and got all the stuff with Stan Lee and Steve Gitko. And it just, it really reminded me of that, like right from the comic books, right? Yes. Oh, I mean, very Peter, right. Peter is like, you're fully entrenched in his world and, and everything that affects him. Like you said, Pete, so beautifully, like his relationship with his aunt and his uncle his pining and longing for the girl that he loves that he could never, ever have a chance with. Right. And he's yeah. that guy. He's truly that kid in school that gets picked on. He is the nerd and you, and you feel that. And it's, it's in the performances. It's great. Right. We, I mean, it's, it's a movie that starts off as good as almost any comic book film. Cause you get to meet the hero. You get to meet Peter. He's you right away. See, monologue. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, he starts off monologue. with the monologue. Yeah. It's about it's, a girl. It's similar. So you, you get an idea of what he's going for, what he is. You get to see his friend, Harry, you get to see the dynamic with his dad who ends up in the film being the antagonist. They go right, right to the science center you get the spider right away. So that tension starts to build with all the spiders. He has that, like he's getting picked on, but you see him and MJ keep ending up in the same place. You see Harry kind of likes her. He gets the spider bite. The Holy shit moment happens. And then you get introduced to aunt may and uncle Ben 
And oh. through their dynamic, not oh, only are, are they perfect, you're finding out that not only are they struggling financially, they're trying to figure out how to raise Peter the right way. It's, it's that's how you start off a movie. You I, it's, everything. I mean, that's just Spider-Man, boys. That's just, right? that's just the it's struggle. Spidey. Yeah. All the, all the important Spidey seeds are there. Him, the girl, his friend, mm. the antagonist, who is someone he looks up to, his aunt and uncle. And from right there in that first 10, 15 minutes or so this is what makes a good movie is you lightly lay all the seeds and then every single every single aspect i just said develops for the next hour 40 there's nothing else thrown in there later there's no it's just okay here's everything now we're gonna let our story play out here's everything you need to know and And it's good that you mentioned that because like just segue the next hour 40 it is just straight acceleration. And it's weird because it, there's not much really that happens to like develop. Things are just kind of happening. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like big moment after big moment. It's like wrestling to uh, finding uncle Ben's killer to, yep. uh, Oh my God. What else? What happens in between the, there's the Macy gray parade. Yeah. Right. Uh, then, yeah. then there's then there's my favorite scene, which is uh, oh, and then there's J- the, the the Jameson encounter. Oh, yeah, it's so good, yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And then at least my, which is the rooftop between the two of them, which I think is one of the oh, great scenes yeah. that never really gets talked about. Oh, is basically him basically like because the movie's simple at its core, right? It's yep. like what is the movie about? Well, this kid gets powers. The Green Goblin makes him an offer. He refuses. So now the Goblin wants to kill him. Like yeah, nothing's sick. Really, yeah. It's very small in scope. Yeah. The goblin isn't really trying to like take over the city. No. He's, he's basically trying to help out his company. So he took out the yeah. board of directors. He took out his competition. <laughs> and then he wanted the next most powerful guy. <laughs> it's very Lex Luthor, right? Like, yeah. you know, which is great because he's. That's who Osborne is essentially. Is, is he's just, he's just a businessman. He's just yeah. a businessman. That's all he is, man. Well, he you just know? rolls, and then you get, yeah. then you get uh, Aunt May in the hospital, and then Aunt May, yeah. and, and you're just like wow. And then it's the end of the movie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. it's. It, I was like, wow, this flew by, and it's most comic book movies now are like a solid two and a half. Like yeah. you, you step up for a CBM, you know, you're ready for a two and a half hour movie. And and I said this with a uh, Star Wars, going back to that. I like the Phantom Menace the most of the original uh, prequel trilogy because it's only two hours and it flies by. The other two movies, two and a half hours, like they're freaking long, especially yeah, episode two. Yeah. Freaking boring. Sure. You know, episode so two, that yeah. like there's something about that two hour mark of just solid content where you're like, I'm like, wow, no, you're right. The movie flew by, but it's like, I'm tearing up. I'm getting all weary. Dude. I mean, when, <laughs> when he goes after the killer, oh my God. And he first, he's like yeah. disrobing in the, in the alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, anytime I see him in the suit and weeping, just I, I, I was I have guys I haven't watched this movie in a long time, mm-hmm. and I popped it in today, and it was just like I was just like a kid again. It really was. That's well said. We were so it's been it's been a while too, Pete, since I watched it. Yeah. fully, probably six seven years, but it's it's just yeah. I had watched it so much prior to that that I it's love ingrained. it, but. But now that I've aged and in the last, you know, six or seven years, I've, re- I've really doubt, like went into the film world. I consider myself a pretty big film buff in addition to just being a fan of all this comic book stuff. So I revisited it and we were talking like, cause we wanted to watch it in preparation for the show, of course, that we're doing right now. And we didn't have a lot of time. So we went downstairs Monday night at like 10, 15 PM and we're like, okay, it's going to be great. 
okay, it's only two hours. Let's try. Mm-hmm. And we were like hooked. Yeah. Wine and sinker. We're yeah. crying. We're smiling. We're high fiving each other. We started drinking whiskey halfway through. Yeah. And then it ends. And I turned to him and like you said, this movie has like picture perfect pacing. Mm. Like I forget it moves. And while some of the stuff might appear as being quick, I mean, it's like comic book. It just kind of happens and Mm. it's okay because the moments still land. Like you, you said, it really jumps to uncle Ben got shot and he's dead. But yet when he starts running down that alley, I'm crying. You know what I mean? Because the scene where he's talking to Ben in the car, that lands and is a great performance. Every moment lands. It's every moment. And and we've all, the the movie's an ace. Let's be honest. The movie's an ace. It it makes you laugh, cry and think. Yep. And like, it's like you guys say the the movie moves, but it's moving you while it's moving. It's amazing. And there's so many relatable things, at least for me, there is. As a 37 year old guy, Watching that movie, like I had lots of conversations with my dad, like he does with Uncle Ben in there, where someone's trying to give you advice and you and you think you know everything, and mm-hmm. and so there's just so many moments, and and we've all, I think we've all probably longed for somebody and weren't sure that if they were going to like us back, um, and you know the other thing too about it is that we talk about the movie like now, like we get these announcements of who's playing who and. There was a movie coming out. I just remember, like, when that movie came out, like, I didn't know who Toby Maguire was. I didn't know who Kirsten Dunst was. I was like, oh, I think she was the little girl from Interview right. with a Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, she might have been the most famous oh, person on the cast. Of the and story. Uncle Ben, Cliff Robertson. He's, he was yeah. a big old-time actor, right. you know? Um, J.K. Simmons I wasn't familiar with. I knew him from Oz. That was about it. Okay. So it's it's amazing that like when I walked into that movie, it wasn't like today where you're like, well, who's playing this person? And oh my God, how did they get this actor, actress? It was very fresh and, and heartwarming. And yeah, I mean, this movie, 19 years later, it's as emotional for me now as it was then. Yeah. And- it's 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 one of those it's not just a comic book movie, it's a it's a movie. Like it's you know, it, it's it's <laughs> It's weird. It, it's it almost transcends the genre in yep. a way because it, mm-hmm. it takes the next step where, you know, not just comic book f- fans like it. Like we're we're you know we're sweaties. We're into this. Like we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah. you know, we we watch yeah. direct direct to video animated movies. So like they got yeah. us. But yeah, I feel like you know it's this movie. It, it it started to change a little bit of perception of comic book movies and the genre and just everything going forward. And you know. I just, Raimi just did a fantastic job in all of it. I just, I'm trying to think like, there's so many great heartwarming moment moment. I, I love when Peter is talking to uh, Mary Jane when they're in the hospital. Oh, that's God. beautiful. That's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Oh and, then it, and then it wakes up where May was actually paying attention. And then she's like, everyone knows how you feel, which yeah. leads to the goblin. And you're just like, and mm-hmm. then which leads to that scene with the city versus the goblin. And it's just beautiful. And it's, oh man. There's, so, there's so many that. of those personal moments that make yep. Spider-Man Spider-Man that I feel like we haven't seen recently. Thank you. I'm, 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 like, I don't want to come off like a d- dick here, but I, I I am so shocked at people who don't 
vibe with this or say he's not the best or this isn't the best version of Spider-Man just because he's actually very quippy in this movie. Thank you. Way more quippy than I ever realized he was. I counted. He had the five good ones starting from the wrestling to calling Gobby Gobby. That's so classic. Classic, man. Yeah. It's just Jameson. He shuts his mouth. Jameson. He tells MJ, I'm friendly neighbor at Spider-Man. Like he's so positive. And it's it's it blows my mind but 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 the thing is my biggest critique of not only mcu spider-man but of like some of these modern comic book films and the mcu does this a lot is they kind of just do the cool thing and they like blow you away with that and that's supposed to be correct right whereas the whole movie is centered around his quote with great power comes great responsibility because when he's having that conversation with uncle ben He's already experienced his powers. He fought Flash in one. He's going to do the wrestling thing. He's cocky. And he's trying to tell, like, Uncle Ben, you don't know what I'm going through. Then mm-hmm. Uncle Ben gives him the famous quote. And then he sees his uncle died and realizes with all that power, he let this guy go and it killed his mm-hmm. uncle. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the movie, he's trying to do the right thing and he's struggling with that. Fast forward to the end of the movie, he gets the girl and realizes it's, I can't have her. Because of what just happened, my double-edged uncle. sword. That it's is so the, hard. Man. That is all. Spider-Man. Yeah, you know what we call that. We call that Parker Luck. <laughs> Parker <laughs> Luck. <laughs> Parker <laughs> Luck. And but that's just the whole movie. And then you sprinkle in all the other relatable stuff, and that's what makes Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You, you see Aunt May. You see the struggles they have financially. You see their relationship together. How she's trying to ground him, and she's. He, she doesn't realize the advice that she's giving him of like, you're going to do great things, et cetera, et cetera. And the other, the other great piece is that like, he's got to build himself. He, he, he makes all these choices. He gets tempted. I mean, he doesn't actually get tempted with the goblin thing, but that's what the goblin's trying to show you with all this power. Here's what we can do. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not the right thing. And what does the goblin tell him though? They want you to fall. Yeah. now. They want you to fail. There's a lot of similarities between this speech between Goblin and Spider-Man to Dark Knight and and Batman. There's a lot of similarities. Come over to my side. You're they're only as you're you're only as good as they allow (laughs) stuff like that, you know. And you're just like you're like, wow, okay. And it's it I that's why I love that scene because there's no there's not one fist thrown in that scene. No, and it's it's goblin talking and it's it'll cast you out like a leper. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I'm not a monster. I'm just yeah. out of the curve. <laughs> like I love yeah. it. Go, go to the villain. Like Defoe is brilliant. Oh, he's so in this movie. Like when he he when it when it like clicks and he's looking at himself in the mirror and yeah. he's like, I don't know, two-way acting. I don't know what the hell you call that. And he's yeah. throwing the glass, he's holding the newspaper, he's looking at each other. I love every minute of this. And I yeah. That we didn't get that mask, but I actually dig this goblin armor. Thank you, dude. We're, I said this, yeah. dude. This is why we're doing a show. This yeah. is why we're the big three, Spidey. Yep. Yeah. It, Italians. I I turn to my dad after the rooftop scene, and I go, "It works. Yep. It really like it. works. It kind of looks works. like a xenomorph, and then yeah, like, it's cool, man. The eyes, the eyes it's are scary. It's, it's a, practical. It's armor. I, it makes sense. I think the as cool think as the, the mask, suit, looked, I, the mask they could have done something. Whatever yeah. they did with the mask, I probably would have liked. But you see, always like behind the scenes stuff of like yeah. 
what the, like the the puppet mask and they're like yeah it yeah. looks cool i'm not gonna lie like, it yeah it does look cool yeah his his but, two scenes i really love on top of all the great scene, because he's yeah. perfect in every scene but it's the first time where he comes oh, out of the chamber and then yeah. he kills the doctor yeah. and he jumps out and he's like, <laughs> like that's the best like that's the fall so we then, also love when he meets peter though oh yeah that i'm something like, of a scientist I'm it's the best line in cinematic history. Actually, my favorite, my favorite scene of the goblin is actually when he blows open May's bedroom. Oh god, she's praying and he goes, Finish it. I'm like, I'm like that, like, and then Raimi did this in Spider-Man 2 with the Dr. Octopus hospital scene. Like, that's like a horror scene from a horror director. But that's our guy Raimi, man. That he capitalizes on that horror, man, right? I remember again in the show, it was scary. Yeah, there there were some frightening parts, and there there were and there was all the familiarity of what he is. The other thing that's great about it is you see his relationship with the city and how the people yeah. feel about him, Pete. Yeah. And he's kind of like their everyday hero. Those those men and, on the street. Like yeah, you know, and they rally behind him like they do in Spider- And it, it goes to another level in Spider-Man, too. But this is another thing that I don't think we've seen. We see it in Amazing a little bit, right? Amazing, Amazing has the yeah. great crane scene, yeah. which is outstanding. Yeah. And we'll get to that. When we do, <laughs> we do because that's shit. a really good scene. No that's one talks scene, about it. Is. Yeah, but it's Mark just it's the way the city also rallies around them. And 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 another probably my favorite piece of the whole movie is it's kind of it's a scene, and then part of it happens earlier. But just the chills you get when he draws the suit for the first time, and it's a tease because that's not the suit he goes yeah. with. <clears throat> yeah. So then when he realizes he's got to be Spider-Man and it's all the montage and you see like the flashes of it, like his leg, his arm, the logo, and then it finally shows the drawing again, but it's like a slow reveal to the suit. Like you see it just enough. There's the newspapers. They're all talking about him. And then when you finally get the suit reveal, it's like, it's so earned Hmm. it's like and he's teasing you with it like i see the mask wait but like stop moving because i want to see the full shot and then he does it and he's web swinging and you're like spider he's here he's here he's here and all and all the people talking about him is perfect because his relationship with the city is is the whole thing no you really really feel and we haven't seen it and we haven't seen it and we haven't seen that recently and and well he hasn't been in the city he's been yeah it's true he's in europe he's been europe like where (laughs) he hasn't been around he's on titan yeah, he's everywhere, man. You're he's right. in a private jet with ACDC playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, man. man. Dude, um, how do you feel about like so? Like, I was even impressed 19 years later with the CGI with the special oh, effects. Yeah. So, what do you think? The movie aged tremendously well. Yeah. There's yeah. a few shots where like the goblins like crawling, and they and he obviously flies away. So there's it, there's that like transition from like you know actor to cgi but like mm-hmm. i think it you know even the 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 dolly that uh, <laughs> uh mj's hugging and like i think it all really works and that's the thing like it like it doesn't have like the feel of this modern day obviously because it's not modern day but like superhero spectacle it feels like 
it's got like that old school Hollywood movie like yeah. launch to it, right? Yeah, like, this feels like it's backlots. This feels like it, there's like you know backdrops and on location, and there's not that much crazy CGI. There's not Batman movies. I, I feel like. And now that's all it is. And, and all the swinging stuff looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, great. it looks great. It and looks and great. and you're right, even too, just from like a set piece standpoint, even from a and a production standpoint, like probably the best scene of the movie to me, and one of the best scenes I think in cinema is the upside down kiss in the rain. It just looks I mean, it's it brilliantly shot. The, like, this movie's almost been forgotten. Like those, those are huge those, moments. That's an that, iconic moment. That yeah. huge moment and yeah. the shot of his eyes when he sees MJ and the train fall, and yeah. he's running to MJ and the train's falling behind him. I mean, that's a brilliant shot. And then he swings over and he can save both. Like it's, I, I told him I got so emotional at that scene when he has to choose because it's like, it's, it's. Even though Spider-Man 2 is one of the best comic book films of all time, I also think this movie is. I also think this movie is a better Spider-Man movie because of some of these moments we're talking about. It's just like... Then what? Then 2? Then 2. I, it's it's weird. I think like, 2... Sure I'll say I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Two, I, I got to think about... Two, I mean, we'll get to... We'll obviously talk about yeah, 2, but that's course. tough, man. That's... Two, I think 2 is one of the best comic book films ever. I think 1 is also one of the best comic book films ever, but I think it's the better pure Spider-Man film. The same way that like Batman Begins is a little bit more of a Batman film than The Dark Knight. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. She just because sure. of everything they do, but just because the upside down kiss and then the having the choose between her and the train, I'm like, that's that has not been replicated for me in a Spider-Man film. And I know we got the cool effects now and the suit that looks like comic book and you know, the stuff at the end of Far From Home and the Battle of Keaton, he's on a plane, but man, nothing has replicated those two scenes for me in Spider-Man on film than the upside down kiss and then his choice where he's got to save the train and her at the same time. It's just, oh, except it's, the train in yeah. two. Hold the on. That's two, that, man. And then the train in three. It's perfect. For me, like, also like, that final scene just between like when Norman's like pleading for his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you could kind of tell it's not like, you know what he's trying to do, right. Mm-hmm. You know how he's like trying to play it, but you could hear it in his voice. He's more goblin than Norman. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I love like just his face and how he acts in that scene. And that's just another great interaction between them. There are so many great interactions between these two characters in this movie that I feel like you don't really get a whole lot of, like they, they get a lot of time together here. And I, yeah. In, in just two hours. That's what I like to, to just echo what you said. I know I'm rambling a lot here because I'm so hyped, but it's this, it's not just like some of the typical trope is the, you know, it takes an hour to get to the hero in the suit and then mm-hmm. he fights the villain once and loses. And then they fight again. They have four solid confrontations. Mm-hmm. The first time at the Mace parade, then the rooftop, then in the burning building, mm-hmm. and then finally they're showdown at the end. But then you also work in when Norman realizes it's Peter. Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving. That's so a great builds, scene, man. It builds yeah. their their relationship and their tension towards mm-hmm. each other, which makes the bigger reveal for Peter at the end when he sees it's Norman. It's just there's so much stake in the two of them because then he realizes everything for Harry, and that sets up wow, yeah. okay, Harry's father's dead. And I'm his friend, but now he hates Spider-Man. It's just, it's masterfully built. 
it's just it's great it's, storytelling it's, it's great just, storytelling it and it, one thing to the next so effortlessly and it's like the comic book it's yeah. like it's like it's like those old runs of of where the villain turns out to be somebody that's close to him mm-hmm. um he's one of the he's one of the only heroes really where that really plays out yeah multiple times and they do it well you know one of the things too like I always get the feeling like Kirsten Dunst gets a little criticism or whatever. Cause I think she's really good, but I, I don't know how you guys think, feel. I'm with you. I watched yeah. this today and I right? was like, wow, I'm, I'm loving her in this role as Mary Jane. Like she just seems like, you know, Mary Jane might have a little bit more sass as uh, Z- Zadea will play her now. Like I kind of mm-hmm. like what she does mm-hmm. with MJ there, but uh, I, I'm all about the whole Kristen Dunst MJ from Spider. I was like, wow, you're just, yeah, like you, you seem to fit the character really well, and it seems like you know, you and Peter kind of look like you kind of belong together. You seem yeah. Like she's not just a damsel in distress, you know. She's got her little backstory. She's got obviously issues at home mm-hmm. with her dad. She's um, players, yeah. She's she's a beautiful woman, but yet she's insecure. She wants to be something, and she's not sure she's good at it, and she's trying to find her way. I think it's good. I mean, she has a journey in this movie too. It's like, yeah, she gets saved and she gets herself in predicaments. I understand that, but there's much, much more to her than just being mm-hmm. there to be saved. Seen, you know, with Enrique, like that's yeah, a lot of it. She's like, she's trying to work. Yeah. Like she, she found, she wants her way out. She wants to make it on her own. So she, right. He has like a, an arc, as they say. So she, yeah. yeah, and she's with you know Harry's the rich guy. He can make her life easy, but she's not looking to take that easy way out. Yeah. She's not even sure she's in love with Harry. You know, well, and that's so, why the scene with them in the cemetery at the end, but the with yeah, so great where she, you know, Nico mentioned earlier where she professes her her love for him and yeah, like it's heartbreaking. Like I love you so much, I can't date you. Yeah. <laughs> and. And that too, just that relatability piece, like though you want to be with someone you can't. And at the same time too, I mean, I'd hate to keep directly comparing, but it's cool for, I guess, an audience to see this guy on a jet with suit and this technology, but like, I can't relate to that, but I could relate as someone who is, you know, recently out of school seeing him and her had these ideas and yet she's has to work at this restaurant to be an actress. And he's like, I can't find a job. I'll, 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 I'll try to take some photos or whatever. Like you're seeing them. Like they have to like build their lives. They got a job. They got to fend for themselves. And I was watching that last night. I'm like, man, I feel them both. Like you, you got to grind, especially in the, in the pandemic, everyone's really got to grind to get back to where they were. And it's like, wow, I'm seeing a character I could be. Who is me? I can't That's do what that. Spider Man so relatable. Exactly. Like over someone like Batman is just real world issues. Spider Man yeah. pays rent. Spider Man's got to pay his electric bill. He's got to figure exactly. out how to get money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just he can just happen to take pictures of himself. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but the, and hey, we got to shout out to J.K. Simmons. He's oh my god. Has J. Jonah Jameson? I don't know that there could ever He's, be. Oh, a, you know, I, I'm right. I, I would have liked to have a, somebody else give it another shot, but he's yeah. so good in this movie. Yeah. yeah, right with the cigar. Yeah, move the painting. Come, come, shut off. You know, like stuff like that. Like I was like, oh my god, and it's like, ah, oh, this is just. I there's something about I don't know what it is because they do this in Superman. And I love it there too. Something about like just superheroes who work in journalism because it's like oh, I can keep my nose to the grind and yeah, the news beat and see what's going on. It, but there's that, that atmosphere is just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And then you get the other characters, you get Robbie Robertson, you get Betty Brant, like. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job of casting those characters. Like, 
I mean, I love Elizabeth Banks. And oh, yeah. Know, I, yeah. I love her because of Spider Man. Like, yeah, right. I fell in love with right. Betty Brandt. And, and in my head, I'm like, okay, so the Ned Leeds is coming. They were going to hop out. He's going to get framed for brainwashing and murder. Yeah. Like, and it never happened. But I was like, oh, man, that would have been crazy. But um, yeah, no, I just, oh, there, there's so many good, beautiful moments about this film. It's such a wonderfully made movie. Uh, the the sound the music by Danny Elfman. Oh man, the music is beautiful. It's, it's good. It might probably oh man, arguably you could arguably say it's probably his best since Batman. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, maybe his most personal piece. That's probably Batman Returns. But uh, the soundtrack for Elfman. I don't know. Elfman and Raimi had a weird relationship. I don't remember. Was Elfman around for Spider Man Three, or did he? Right. I'm not sure. One of them. I don't think he was. There. I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'll, I can't remember which yeah. one it was. But well, him and Raimi had had issues. Uh, but I know he was there for one. I can't remember if he was there for two or three or whatever. But um, yeah, we'll fact check that. But yeah, but yeah, no, I I I just I love every moment of that movie and just revisiting it today, uh, just really solidified that. I just, you know, it's just it's to its core, it's so Spider Man, and I I love every moment of it. I just I I can't go on about how, how great it is. You know, I, just, I could just go on forever. And well, just, I'm so thankful for it because, especially because where we are now, I just oh yeah, so thankful that we have the perfect Spider-Man stuff exists. Elfman did not do three. He did one and two. He did not return for three. For three, yeah, I knew he was something funky there. Yeah, um, to go to go back to what you said, Pete is I'm 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 so thankful for this because as I was talking, I did a little bit of internal battling there because I know two is regarded so highly and i remember yeah. I, I do have two up there but i watched one and i'm like eager to watch two now to be like is one better i don't know like yeah you could have an argument i think you can make the argument with begins and dark knight two yeah sure you can. of course you, sure can, you, you know? can as something pure batman absolutely. absolutely man you can make superman superman two you can make that yep. argument you can make sure, the argument sure. with those two as well absolutely um, so it's superman it's, two is a huge hit and it's gonna be fun man it's it's so pure spider-man and yeah, it's so pure Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I look at it this way. You know, I look at it like, it, it, again, to me, it's the quintessential Spider-Man series. I've actually grown to love the Garfield ones too. Not as not as much, of course. Yeah. And MCU's it is what it is, but kind of like whatever comes next. I'm just along for the ride, you know, yeah. because I, I yeah, got, that's where I am at this point. Yeah, and Pete, and I'm not stubborn. If something comes along better, I'll, I'll say it. If they if they pull something. Same thing with Batman. I got 89. I got Begins. I got The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, if Reeves pulls something great, I'll say it. But I, for me, I'm really satisfied. And I can look at these characters and be like, we did get quintessential versions of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I'm not going to say it's definitive, but it's 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 close. It just mm-hmm. I, I used to get really upset of the over the MCU Spider-Man. It used to really bother me a lot. But yeah, I have the Raimi movies. Uh, I think I really like Amazing One. Amazing Two is a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Spider Man Three is actually a lot better than I actually, you know. I think we all give it credit for, you know, like it. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not as bad as we make it out to think. The first forty minutes of that movie are amazing. It's yeah, really, it's really good, good, man. But uh, you could tell yeah. where you know Avi got his hands. In, in yep. Yeah. But yeah. um, no, I just, I and I do love, I do love Homecoming. I will say that I think Homecoming mm-hmm. is a great movie. So I, I can't say I don't, you know, like it, it, I just. This is as it just feels. It feels very Ditko Lee to me, and that's really where it hits. That's as someone who was born in '86, like, uh, like still my my version of Spider Man that you know I grew up on was probably the JMS run. 
But yeah. really, I would go back and read the Lee Dicko. Like the Lee Dicko stuff is the stuff I think of when I think of like Spider-Man. Like when yeah. I think of Batman, I think of like 90s comic books of that. Yeah. But like yeah. for Spider-Man, for some reason, I, I, I prefer just that whole, you know, just the whole like every man. He's always down on his, like that. Mm-hmm. that's kind of like, I love that aspect of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always tell my son that I always I always look at the Toby movies like you just said, like Lee and Ditko. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at the Garfield stuff like more like that McFarlane era where Peter's a little cooler. You know, I he's farther he, down than that. I, I yeah. say the amazing movies are more ultimate. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Actually, that's a better take, Pete. You're absolutely right about yeah. that. Yeah. I that's think true. More in line with because McFarlane was a little bit more ed- edgy. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really, by that time, Peter was really cutting. He was cool. He was, yeah. he was like a, a pretty it character. He was much different. And I love how movies. nerdy Peter is in this movie. Like, oh, I, mean, I, love, I love it too, man. He's just, he's, he's just a good kid. You know, you probably, you know, Hank doesn't go out late on Friday nights and yeah. you know, his chores. And I love the scene where he's talking to MJ after they take out the trash. And he's like, I cried when you were in that play. And she's like, <laughs> Peter, that was his second grade. Yeah, second grade. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. when you were Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cinderella. I was like, dude, you're such a dweeb. He's like, yeah, yeah. but still, you know. It's... And then here's Flash. He's like, hey, check out my like, convertible he's, 1987 he's Pontiac. Joe Manganiello. Deathstroke. Our Paisan King. Deathstroke, Deathstroke, right. Exactly, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I like I said, for me, my closing thing on it is it is a terrific superhero origin film it's just an all-around really dynamic film and i look at it like one of those timeless pieces that it doesn't age at all for me last the other night when we watch it is my favorite viewing of it ever because i i think aside from the hype of talking about it with you to revisit in the lens that i judge things now and with the yeah with the more I've read and the more I've expanded, mm. just my love of this character as I've aged now to 25, I watched that and said, it also confirmed everything I've been saying that these are the best ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, yeah. My guy, like it's, it's, it's just there. And man, I was almost more not angry, but I was, as I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking of the criticisms I see like on the weekly now. And I don't even have blinders, man. I don't see those criticisms. I think it comes down to if you think they're dated or if you think Toby's cool or not. Because I even think his crying is fine. Yeah. Like I, some I, people I don't cry. Yeah, I got nothing. Some people, I have a weird face when I cry. I tested it out. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know. There's, I can't hate on these movies. Uh, I, one of the one of the greatest of all time that's ever been made, at least comic book movie wise. Absolutely, know, it's just, absolutely. It's just a good movie. Um, just so thankful that it's there. I got my gripes, but I got my gripes with everything. But it's just sure. It's beautiful. It's just yeah. I, I, I I just I love. <laughs> I can listen to Toby Maguire talk over that music. Oh about it. I mean, he could be reading me and I don't know and a recipe it's for a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So. It's I love it. It's turns. great. I'm I'm so happy we got a chance to revisit it. Like you said, yeah. like, I haven't watched it in years, and mm-hmm. to look at it now, older, and just I just I mean I, I was crying. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Like and that know. ending is and again, but that ending is one of the great endings of any comic book movie yeah. or superhero movie of all time. Yeah, right? it's just I mean, that's why it stayed with me. I walked out of there and I was like heart sick that he could not wind up mm-hmm. with Mary Jane. That's the one thing he opens the movie with, right? That's his goal in life. 
And he winds up becoming this incredibly powerful human being. And he still can't wind up with the love of his life. It's it's so tragic, so sad. So, so Spider-Man, though. 19 yep. years later, it's still got it. Like, it's still, yep. still got magic. It. So that's right. The test of time will be uh, will be told because Spider-Man, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is something special. Something yep. Special. 100%, man. And he's coming back. And we may see him at be, the end of the year. We're not done. <laughs> we're not <laughs> done. Not done. Yeah. With Raimi, with Toby, so, apparently. So 19 years since he first debuted, and he's he's still going. So he's still kicking it. We'll get We'll get him somewhere. He's going to pop up. All right. So that was something old. So let's talk about something new, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marvel is publishing a new what if book, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Shadow, written by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, two issues in, uh, basically telling the story of uh, what, 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 I guess, what if Spider-Man never got rid of the black suit? There we go. That's what it would be. Yep. That's why it's a what if book. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you got? I, I've been digging it. Uh, I definitely like issue two more than issue one, mm-hmm. just because I felt like issue one was kind of like, I was like, all right, I kind of know this. All right, yeah. been here, Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. this is where it changes a little bit. So about halfway through the book, things start getting a little different. But um, I, I'm into this. We're, well, how do you guys feel about this book? Yeah, you know, I I actually read it both today, and I I couldn't agree with you more. I think issue one is kind of a refamiliarizing yourself with what happened, mm-hmm. and you're seeing him start to get more manipulated by the symbiote. But I got to tell you, Pete, the ending of one is great, man. I mean, when he's, and these are spoilers, right? We oh, can yeah, freely yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when he goes to see Aunt May to try to get some, some, you know, redemption with her and apologize to her. And then the Hobgoblin shows up and all hell breaks loose. I mean, it really sets the stage for two, which is yeah. just great, man. I mean, we've never seen Spider-Man go this dark, this deadly. No, out of control. That's why I love these what if books. Yeah, and it's so cool, man. And you got you got a whole group of villains. And look, man, he's like he's becoming like the Punisher. I mean, it's amazing, man. He's just he's taking lives. It's for as as we continue to do this show, which people will find out, which you you both know, is that. The only thing I think that's greater than Spider-Man is Spidey in the black suit. I am a slut for Spidey in the black suit, whether it's alien or the cloth he puts on around that late 290, 280s run. Um, I, I have a lot of what if books. Um, They used to put them out a lot and some are good and some aren't too good because they're pretty self-contained. But this being like a couple issue thing with uh, Chips at RC, who's great. Who's just outstanding. Um, I'm like, okay, like a hardcore book with Chip where he keeps the venom. All right. Around that time when he had it, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in. So I'm with you, Pete. The first issue I was down just for the artwork and seeing him in yeah. the black. It was cool. But then, you know, he goes to read and he warns them the same way. And then just that ending with Aunt May, it's it's cool because it reminded me in a way, but it's of course a more hardcore version of it is one of my favorite Spidey stories ever. And it's so low key. It's called Spider-Man back in black. Mm-hmm. And it happens right after civil war. Um, yeah, yeah. Because right. they know who he is, they try to kill him and Aunt May gets shot. So yep. he needs to go on a rampage to find out. And he puts on the black suit because he knows he's going to have to be a little bit more violent. He knows he's going to have to be a little bit more scary. And so because he, they had that third movie coming out. Yeah, and because that movie was coming out. Right. So so when, when 
the MA thing happens at the end here. And I'm like, Oh, but no, but now he's got the alien one. And it's because like we talked about in a show, straight out of Gotham, Pete, where we compared him in the alien suit to like Anakin Anakin, Skywalker and revenge of the Sith. And it's all fear. So in the first issue, it shows that he's afraid of losing everyone. He does. I could have avoided it by killing Hobgoblin. That's my new solution. And Venom's like, yes, do that. So yeah. I love seeing Pete talk to Venom because I just, you know, read the Donny Cates Venom run. And I love Eddie's internal monologue with yeah. the alien symbiote. So to see like, to see Peter Parker do it. And he's like, no, you did good. And he's like, yeah, I did good. Like yeah, that yeah. second yeah. one's wild because seconds after he washes Hobgoblin, he washes Scorpion, Shocker, yeah. and King. And it's a lot more he like... Washes, like yeah, right, exactly. And he washes, and what I love even more is the look of everyone is the look at the time. So you got the Ock with the huge glasses and the bowl cut. Yeah. Classic Electro. I love Electro. Classic <laughs> Chubby Rhino in the suit. You got... So, man, I am in for this. My next favorite thing, and my dad will agree with this, is not only Black Suit Spidey, but Sinister Six. So we got all my favorite villains that are coming to fight him. And I love his Venom look. He's got, like, the small spider fangs going. Okay, okay. So you, like, by the end of issue two, he kind of adopts a, a different look a look of yeah. the suit. And I don't know if, me, I don't know if I'm feeling the mask, personally. It's a little... I like those big white eyes, but that's just me. That's fair. That's fair. What about you, uh, Papa Webb? Yeah, I, I liked him. I, I didn't wasn't crazy about that either. Yeah. I, I like the more traditional. I would have rather he, but but I guess they're showing he's evolving. He's yeah, I get it. transforming, becoming more evil. So for the for the purpose of the story, it works. It's okay. I that's totally fair. Why I like it is well, one, I just love how much they mm-hmm. how the symbiotes like always. It's like going around, it's stretching out, it's yeah, it's yeah. like on him when it's like half mm-hmm. on him, half off, it's doing things. The reason why I, I, I like the look for him is when it goes to Eddie Brock, it like becomes Venom, right? It, it kind of becomes its own thing. Because it's mm-hmm. staying on Spider-Man, it keeps this like it's spider look feel. Okay. So I'm kind of like, oh, that's a I little creative. Oh, yeah, totally. Clever. That's clever. So if it was like his ongoing look in like the main time, I'd be like, no, yeah. just give me the white eyes because it's like a one-off four issue thing. I kind of dig it, but um, no, I, I think yeah. it's, you know, it's interesting. I'm all for, you know, them seeing, you know, if that's what they want to do creatively, I'm all for it. But the, the story is interesting. I, I'm yeah. all the, you know, when he breaks through out maze, like I just, I think of Spider-Man, like we just talked about. Yeah. 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 yeah that was exactly. cool. And then I didn't realize he killed Hobgoblin at the end of issue one. I, I didn't. Oh realize. yeah. Oh yeah. It's very yeah. subtle. And it is very subtle until issue two. I had to go back. I was like, did he really kill him? I was like, yeah, I guess he did. Cause you know, there was like, a, you know, there's a million people. Apparently he was there to see it. So yeah, but I, I'm, I'm digging this story. I like, uh, who is this here? Let's see here. Pasquale Ferry. Uh, his yeah. art's pretty cool. I like the warm. Yeah, the, the uh, art is like, nice. Yeah. It's, it's got a nice, what did you guys think about the Eddie Brock appearance then at the that end of two? Cool. That was cool. That was <laughs> cool, but I actually liked issue two more because of the Kingpin stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did too, man. That I've never seen Sp- the way Spider-Man just pushes him oh, out of the way. Man. Like it was not, I was like, yeah, this is, this is very different Spider-Man. Like, yep. Exactly. And no one pushes the kingpin around like this. And then, yeah. No. Like Nico said, just Scorpion and Shocker. I mean, just get washed. <laughs> they made us, they let us know that those two guys are dead. 
Yeah, those are dead. And and I like when Kingpin says too, like these heroes, they're a nuisance, but they live by this code yeah. of not killing. And I'm like, this could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he goes, my death is a problem. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what I love because it's a what if story, right? Yes. And I, I, I took something huge away from two is not just what if Spidey kept the alien suit. It's what if J. Jonah Jameson was right, and he's a menace. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Kingpin. It was just cool because that's like a funny what if because like his Double what meaning. Jonah's famous thing is is oh he's bad or whatever. Yeah. But I like seeing it in here. He's like I was right. He's yeah. killing people. Yeah. I, now yeah. I gotta hire these villains to kill him. Like I'm yeah. like yo I'm down for Jonah with like a robot arm too. Yeah. Like from, a little Winter Soldier. Yeah, like a little Winter Soldier. <laughs> Maybe a Spider Slayer. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Smythe. He he could. He might be pop in up here. in this. I don't know. He popped but, up at that time. Yeah, he was. I, I, I'm two issues in this book has really, really captured uh, my attention. I'm all for it. I think it's interesting. Um, it, it's cool because the, <laughs> I have this, I have this cover. I know it's radio. Oh, that's uh, nice, man. That's but cool. uh, it's like, it's like, it's, well, it's not it, Venom's on the cover, but he's not like, I was like, I don't expect to see Venom in this story really. Yeah. Is, uh, same. Oh, well, last issue. Yeah. Like, he, I, he like turns end. into him. Eventually, at some point, there's got to be a transfer of power, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I think that well, Brock's in it now, so I think that you might That's see true. somewhere down the line. I might see him wind up as Venom, but he's got so much blood on his hands. I don't know how they're going to get Spidey out of this. One. I think it would be cool if it ended, and this is just me. Where like <laughs> Brock kills him, but like he gets the symbiote, and he just looks like normal black suit Spidey, and then he just is Spider-Man. He becomes a hero. Yeah. So like though the reverse what if turns out to be what if Spider-Man, what if Peter fell to the symbiote and what if Eddie Brock actually is good and he becomes Spider-Man. That would <laughs> be that's cool. Cool. Venom. Yep. I could kind of be tight. I could kind of be tight. Um, I, that's why I love these stories because they're not yeah. in continuity. Like, you, it could be horrible, and you could do some dumb things, but like, yeah, all right, whatever. You try it's like a nice black lady yeah. for it's it's, for it's a nice shock value story, right? Of oh, course, man. man. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm digging it. Issue three doesn't come out until June 9th. I know. Okay. I know. We have some time to wait. And there's only four. Which is kind of good. It's not going to drag on. So no, I think I think you'll get some real quality five. in the next two. Five. Oh, there's five. five. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Even better, baby. Even better. Yeah. That's good, man. So I'm excited. Stuff. I can't wait to see the twists and turns that uh, Zdarsky comes up with. His Daredevil has been really hot, and uh, I've loved that. I gotta check that out. Bit. Yeah, I still haven't checked out his. Daredevil. And uh, he just started a new Justice League. I don't know if it's a mini series or what, but it's called Justice League. I think Last Ride. Yeah, I saw that today Ride. too. I didn't pick it up, but I picked but, that up. Uh, I mean, I, did you pick I, it up? I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like Zdarsky so. Mm-hmm. I'm not reading the main Justice League book, but I'll pick up this this storyline mm-hmm. a little bit. But I'm into it. Uh, I'm looking forward to issue three. So, Venom, we yeah. are Venom. We are Carnage. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Maybe he'll appear. Maybe we'll have uh, something to talk about at the end of that movie. Who knows? Maybe I hope yeah, so. Who man. knows? Who knows? I hope but, so, man. Uh, I mean, if you guys uh, really quickly, you want to give your thoughts on this? Since I mean, it is Spider-Man related. Venom, kind of in the middle ground here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we you know we yeah. talked about it. Like I I thought the trailer uh, was good. Uh, I wasn't blown away by it. It didn't really, it didn't really enhance my my uh, passion to see it, but it didn't really take much away either. Um, so I'm all in. I'm good. I think Carnage looks cool when they show him. Mm-hmm. Well, he looks, looks really a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He looks a lot better, man. They yeah, gave him, 
they gave him the red wig, you know, which I hope they give to uh Sideshow Bob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope Finn Whitrack gets the, gets the red away. wig too, man. Oh, the big guy Gardner, you know, but I'll funny. tell you what. Um we what's what's gonna be great about this podcast is you know, a, a lot of people say you don't want to hear a show where the guys agree the whole time, but I think we're in a fun agreement that'll make yeah. it fun for people yeah. to do. We disagree about enough. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sure. But we're three guys who I'm pretty sure that we've already talked about this. We're we're three guys who like Venom. I think it's a fine movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yep. And I'm so this, how much I like that movie. Right. I'm shocked how much I like it, and I'm actually shocked how much it gets crapped on. It's when you see some of the like welcome to comic book Twitter. Well, true, true, but. I said all I needed for Venom to be good was I needed him to look great and have a cool fight scene. That's all I needed, and I got yeah. it. For this movie, I said I just need Venom and Carnage, my two favorite Spidey villains of all time, to look amazing and fight. So the trailer's going. I'm like, okay. Yeah, those are your two favorites all time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a, symbi- he's a symbiote guy. I'm a symbiote guy. guy. Yeah. Um, okay. What about you, Daddy uh, Papa Webbs? Well, I mean, look. Favorite two. My favorite Spider-Man yeah, villain is always Electro, man. <laughs> Okay, I love, that's good. All right. I I love vintage electro because Pete, when I was very young, about nine or 10 and I came home from school and watched the, the sixties animated series when it was rerunning the first episode I saw was enter electro. And I just dig, I know you can never do it in a movie. You can never do that classic with the lightning bolts, uh, mask or whatever but i just i love I hope jamie fox wears it i hope i know do or does an aura or something you know like it, it's sort of really? like a, a a thing around him but to be honest with you um i love craven man because i love Cra- really i love i love craven uh, uh the hunter that storyline well i'm losing what is it again craven's last hunt, craven's last hunt. Um, that's always been one of my favorite stories um i even like the last run he had with the hunted um, even though I don't know if he's really dead now or whatever. I mean, it's a weird thing. I, like but I, I, like I love, I love Craven, man. I love me some Craven cause it's a little bit darker. He's a little bit different kind of a villain. And I do like Venom. I mean, those are, those are probably my three favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my top two and my, my, my number two is going to get me in trouble because it's so nineties and ridiculous, but my number one will always be Doc Ock. I love Doc. Oh, Ock. Yeah, oh, man. How can you yeah. not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, my number two villain is actually the Rose. I love the Rose. The Rose. Holy hell. That's amazing. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he, he's, he's like he's, a mobster, man. Yeah. He's the villain yeah. of my youth. And uh, yeah, like, that's, that's what I grew up reading. So like, I've always loved the Rose and it's like, nobody outside of like sweaties knows who the hell the rose is so like it's did i guess you, by default you, it becomes i guess uh i i guess it would be the green goblin would be number two yeah that's so. good man did you ever read that run i think it's called goblin wars or whatever it, it it's like it takes place in amazing spider-man i like 283 to 288 mm. but the rose is very prevalent in there he's very and, prevalent for a long period of time and yeah there's it's a nice gang war pete thing where they're all going against each other. It's like Tombstone, Kingpin. Oh, I love Tombstone. It's like a real, it's like a mob. <laughs> we are the Italians, but you got to look that one up. It's on, it's on the, um, obviously you can get it on Marvel Unlimited, but I know you don't like that. Um, you don't like the digital stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not collected. I don't know if it's collected anywhere. It's called Gang War. Gang War. Gang War. Because Goblin War, I'm getting, yeah. for uh, the, t- the animated show. Pete, I take it back. It's called Gang War. Gang War. It's like 283 to 287. It's it's a, it's just a really fun. You have you know you have the jack o' lantern. We have yes, we have a hobgoblin. Yeah, yeah. I love jack o' lantern oh, too. Oh, he's the I best. Love, I love him too. 
I love big him, Jack Lantern guy. Big and he's going to make appearance in the upcoming Spider-Man. Did you see the new series coming no. with the Sinister Six? No, but uh, oh, dude, they got they got the Vultures got his six, and, and Doc, Doc Ock's got his six. So they're all going to be going after Spider-Man. That's coming up, I think, That's in a few tremendous. months. So yeah, it's over the summer. We'll be looking yeah. at that thing too, That's man. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. I want to see if I have these Spider-Man issues. I might have a few of these issues Ooh. in my uh, collection. So 284. Yeah, I got 284 to 287, 289. So I might have most of it. I got you're gonna you're gonna have most of them. You might be missing one or two. It's like a yeah. nice. You know, the, out, the rose is in there, man. The rose is plotting some stuff. He's, I uh, love the rose. Like, good I, you villain, know, man. And good, just, good villain. He's it's just like the, uh, it's like the Godfather, Pete. It's like the Godfather one and two. You know, I'm trying to. I got to find out some details on the rose here. Where is he? A rose made his debut. First appearance is 1970, so he's been around for a while. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I, I, I'm a big fan of the rose. He, he he's got he he works like the kingpin, but he looks like Zemo. It's like there's yeah. something about him. Yeah. Exactly, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's Absolutely. something about the rose that I love about the rose. But hey, this was a blast. Um, I love doing this. I'm happy that the three of us got together to talk about uh, Spider-Man and uh, the new Zdarsky book, uh, Spider's Shadow. Uh, this was so much fun. I'm so glad the three of us got together to do this. It was just a blast. Oh hell yeah! Dude, it was amazing, Class. sensational, spectacular, amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, no, this is a good time. So uh, why don't we start with the plugs and uh, you guys get started over there? Yeah. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Caruso Junior. I'm always got some uh, opinions on this wonderful world of nerddom that we follow here. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. He's got some hot takes, hot takes. And now I love the new mantle of Papa Webb when Papa we do Web. this. So Papa Web. your list keeps growing, brother. Adam Webb and Papa growing. Webb. Adam Webb, Papa Webb. I love it. I love it. You can follow me at Nico Caruso, N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Uh, you can find all my film, TV, and comic reviews over at www com, along with a ton of other shows I'm a part of and you'll be listening to the episode on this format but it is its own thing it's a sub show of the Vigilante 1939 we're still going to figure out what we want to do with this but for now if you already don't follow at the Vigilante 1939 follow at the Let's Go Podcast rate and review on Apple subscribe to YouTube it's all helpful and I'm going to throw it over to my guy Peter Vera to close it out King Pizan Thank you Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on all forms of social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete Illustrated. Follow the other podcasts that I uh, uh, co-host with uh, Eric Holzman, uh, Straight Outta Gotham, Straight underscore O underscore G on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Straight Outta Gotham Facebook page and the Straight Outta Gotham group. Uh, check out all my articles and reviews that I have on BatmanOnFilm.com, as well as my toy reviews and interviews on Batman on Film YouTube. Uh, don't forget to check out our, our Twitter handle, Italians for Spidey, for the, the official Twitter handle of the Italian Spider-Man Podcast Coalition. Check out uh, at Team Yellow Oval as I'm doing some stuff over there with fellow Italian Andy Muccietti and Michael Keaton and The Flash. And we got yellow ovals, yellow lightning bolts, all types of stuff it. happening over there. So that's coming. Absolutely. And that's it. So for the Crusoes, I am Peter Vera. Peter Vera.